Welcome to Skincare Social, your go-to for all things skincare business. Whether you're a seasoned beautypreneur or just starting out, Skincare Social will educate and inspire you to build a brand that lasts. I'm Jennifer Rudd, skincare business mentor and cosmetic regulations expert. Join me each week for fireside chats with your fellow founders and insights from industry experts. Plus, plenty of compliance tips from me, your resident compliance queen. With Skincare Social, you'll never feel alone in business again. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Skincare Social. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so excited that you're listening in and here with me today because this has been something that I've been wanting to do for a little while now because I know that there are a lot of brand owners out there, they're feeling a little bit lonely, not really sure what to do to launch or grow their skincare business. And sure, there's a lot of business podcasts out there and there's a lot of skincare and beauty podcasts out there but I wanted to create a podcast that marries the two together and where you can get inspired by your fellow founder stories and also learn from industry experts. Hence the name Skincare Social. So it's not just going to be me talking about compliance the whole time because that wouldn't be all that exciting, would it? Well, I think it would be all right, but you probably wouldn't. Now, I do have a confession to make that I don't actually listen to that many podcasts, which might come as a bit of a surprise. So who knows what to expect over the next 10 episodes. I will be starting out with a season of 10 and we'll see how it goes. But I really wanted to do it as well from a personal perspective to, I guess, build a bit of confidence in the speaking department because I'm a really confident writer and speaking to me is like a whole different ball game. You know, thinking off the cuff, speaking off the cuff is a little bit challenging at times and it's something that I definitely want to get better about. And practice speaking to you about compliance and how I can help you launch and grow your businesses. So we'll see how it goes, but might be a little bit rough at the start. So give me some time to get used to things. In this first episode, I'm going to give you a bit of an insight about how I ended up doing what I do today and being known as the compliance queen of the skincare and beauty industry. I do love the skincare and beauty industry because there are so many opportunities for entrepreneurs out there. It is a multi-billion dollar industry. I'm not going to throw numbers out there because there are different numbers that you'll find all over the internet, but it's huge and it keeps growing year on year. The trends keep changing, particularly thanks to things like TikTok. There'll be new trends quite often, as you would have seen if you're on there. But it's an industry that keeps growing, even despite you know COVID, even despite economic pressures, people are still out there buying their beauty products to make themselves feel good. Yes, it's saturated, but there is still so much opportunity to make money and build a business that gives you time, freedom, and flexibility if that's what you're wanting, and a bit of extra income as well. I know a lot of people want to start a skincare business to give them that freedom and flexibility so they can spend more time with their families, particularly new mums who decide to start a business. And then there's also people who are wanting to start a skincare business, maybe as a creative outlet from their day job. And that's definitely something that I can relate to. And that's how I got into the skincare industry. Back in 2015, I was working in a corporate job. Actually, let me rewind a little bit before that. I graduated from high school and basically thought there was really nothing else for me to do but go to uni. I went to a selective high school and it was kind of just the dumb thing. You know, you graduate, you go to uni. And actually, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do at uni, but I remember 
looking at a book that had all of the different kind of careers in it and all of the different salaries and I saw HR and I saw what HR managers get paid and I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. I'm going to do business. So I went off to uni, started my business degree and also did a psychology degree at the same time. But two years in, I got pretty bored and I was like, I want to do something a little bit more creative. So after two years of doing business and psychology, I ended up actually going to do interior design. Now, I thought that would be a really great creative outlet for me, but it turns out I actually suck at drawing, art, everything. I think I was the only person in that degree that didn't actually have art as a background up until grade 12. So you can imagine how I went in a whole subject all about drawing. So needless to say, after a year, I was like, "Mm, this isn't for me. I also really loved music and going to gigs. So I thought, well, maybe I can become a band manager. That sounds fun. So I went off to do creative industries at QUT up here in Brisbane. And I did that for about a year and a half. That was pretty fun as well. But then after a little while, I started to think, oh, maybe this is just a glorified arts degree. No offense to anyone listening if that's what you've done. It was great because it did open up some great opportunities for me in terms of career and getting my first ever office job. But unfortunately, uh, I realized that degree wasn't for me either. So I took six months off. And then after that, decided, well, I may as well just go back to what I'm good at and business and psychology and finish that off. So I actually did university for around seven years, I think. Bit of a hex debt at the end there, but certainly not as much as I would have if I did it these days. It's definitely a lot more expensive now. So I graduated and then I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? It was really hard to find HR jobs. It seemed that everyone wanted to get into HR. So I ended up in a bank because I had been working at a bank as well during university as a teller and ended up getting a job at Bank of Queensland in their operations team, kind of like an entry-level job just to get a foot in the door. And I was actually working in the deceased estates department, which you can imagine Not the most exciting department to work in and a bit depressing at times, but, you know, it was interesting. I didn't mind it there. After a year, they offered me a job in compliance. And I remember at the time, I was like, what the hell is compliance? I'm like, Googling things, you know, what are controls? How do you do monitoring? But I really wanted this job as a different opportunity. I had applied for a fraud job, but they said, oh, no, you'll probably be a bit bored in this role. We reckon you'd be better at this compliance job. So I got the job and that was my first role in compliance. And it didn't take too long before I realized that compliance really suited my structured way of thinking. Get to read the regulations, understand how it applies to the business, and then also help people understand what they need to do in their jobs through policies, procedures, etc., to make sure that they know what they need to do to be compliant. And then also doing checks and balances to make sure they are doing the right thing. So I did that for a little while and learned a lot about different bits of legislation from privacy, different financial services legislation. And then after a little while, ended up going to RACQ. And from there, I worked in risk and compliance. So I got a bit of exposure to risk management as well. From there, I ended up working at an energy company, again, learning more about risk compliance and also doing a bit of audit as well. Now, I have to say that I loved the people I've worked with in the corporate world, but the corporate world itself didn't really do it for me. I never really felt like I could fully fit in or show my personality. And it was always like everyone had to kind of put on a front and not show their real personalities. 
And that was really something that I struggle with a lot. And as you can imagine, working in compliance and risk and audit, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't always the most fun job. I decided in 2015 that I was going to challenge myself to start a business. I had a real interest in natural skincare at the time, and I thought, why not start a skincare business? It was kind of around that time where side hustles were starting to become a bit of a thing and everyone seemed to be starting their own skincare business and particularly natural skincare. So I did that on the side. I remember, you know, waking up at 6am, working on the business, going to work, coming home, staying up late until 11 o'clock, basically spending all my free time on starting this business. And after about 18 months or so, I eventually launched my business, Wildleaf Botanicals which was all about showcasing Australian native botanicals. And I would like to say that was before it became a real trend. So I was really excited that I kind of got onto that before a lot of other people did because I genuinely love the Australian native botanicals. I've been brought up bushwalking and everything like that. So love the the great outdoors. So it only made sense to bring that in. And my tagline was reawaken your wild because That was something that really resonated with me and I wanted it to resonate with my target audience as well. Were basically people similar to me that had a bit of an adventurous side. Now, I also remember struggling with the regulations. Even though I knew how to read the regulations and understand and apply them in different areas, with the cosmetics, I found it challenging because all of the information wasn't really in the one place. A lot of the information was quite grey and difficult to interpret. And some of the regulations are actually tricky to understand and even know how to find them in the first place. But of course, being the perfectionist I am, I didn't want to get anything wrong. So I spent a lot of time researching. And I know today that I still made some mistakes, but I did the best I could at the time. I really loved having my skincare business, but I never had huge dreams for it. I was happy going along to different markets, kind of the bigger, more boutique ones, not your everyday ones. So doing those kind of special events, meeting customers, selling products via my website, having a few retailers as well. But I never really had my sights set on things like Mecca or Sephora, to be honest, when I had my own skincare brand. And I remember during all of this that There were a lot of other people that were wanting to start their skincare brands, but they didn't necessarily have that business background or in particular the compliance background to be able to do it properly. They had all the creative ideas, all of that motivation, but were really struggling in those areas. I remember being on the Facebook group. A lot of you are probably familiar with it, like-minded bees drinking wine. Back when I first joined that in 2015, it had like 25,000 members. Now it's, I think, close to 200,000. I don't spend a whole lot of time in there anymore, but it's blown up since then. I remember seeing so many posts in this group with people asking questions about how to start their skincare business and about the regulations. And that got me thinking, how can I help these people? And I actually woke up with a light bulb moment one morning. That's kind of when all my best ideas happen then, either when I first wake up or when I'm in a really hot, long shower. But I woke up and I thought, why don't I combine what I really love doing? So kind of that the skincare industry, beauty industry with what I'm good at and that regulations side of things. And that was how Skincare Business Foundations was born. And that was in 2018. So I started out with my course on how to start a skincare business, which at the time was a basically a PDF guide. 
And then I've developed from there and I started doing things like label reviews, marketing claims reviews, and other kind of general consulting bits and pieces. Since then, it's been such a wild ride and I've just really let things grow organically because I still had my corporate job on the side. So obviously only a limited amount of time to grow skincare business foundations, but I really saw the potential in what I was doing and trying to do things differently from those other kind of big regulatory companies. And it kind of got to a point where that was growing and I was starting to lose my passion for having my skincare business myself. I remember there was a time when I got appendicitis and I had to have my appendix out and it really knocked me and it was just before the busy Christmas season. I had created so much stock and unfortunately I couldn't do the big Christmas market that I'd planned to do and that really got me feeling pretty flat and demotivated. So at the start of the next year when I was kind of reevaluating what I was going to do with my businesses for the year ahead, I decided to close down Wildleaf Botanicals and focus in on skincare business foundations where I felt I could address this gap in the market and pivot and provide other skincare business owners with the knowledge they need around starting up their businesses as well as the cosmetic regulations, which is my area of specialty or my zone of genius. Since then, I've managed to just grow it organically more and more. And it was about a year ago now in August 2022 when I was able to take Skincare Business Foundations full time. And I absolutely love now having all that extra time and energy to be able to dedicate to skincare and cosmetic brand owners to confidently launch market and grow their brands without all those compliance worries. I've been continuing to upskill myself. I've formalized my knowledge in cosmetic regulations with the course, as well as a member of different industry associations. So I can always stay up to date with all of the regulations, because as you can imagine, that is one of the difficult parts for brand owners is staying up to date with all these regulations and also even just knowing what to do in the first place. So now in Skincare Business Foundations, I've got my Label Launchpad 12-week program on how to start a skincare business. And that's really all about teaching people how to set the right foundations for their business. Because what I see a lot of skincare and cosmetic brand owners do is they've started their business, they're really wanting to grow and scale, but they haven't got those right foundations in place. So it's kind of like a house where you need those solid foundations so that you can build a stable house the same thing applies with a business because I want you to have a successful business, but one that's successful for the long term. Not that's just like an overnight viral success and then fades away to nothing. One that's actually going to give you that sustainable long-term success. I've also got my compliance confidence course, which is a really streamlined way for brand owners to understand what they need to do to be compliant. And that's something that I'm really passionate about is making it easy to understand breaking these complex concepts down into easy to understand language. Basically, you can think of me as your Google Translate for cosmetic regulations. And of course, I do other cosmetic regulatory consulting as well, like label reviews, claims reviews, etc. And I've worked with a whole range of businesses from startups to, and I really love helping women to be able to unlock their passion and follow their dreams and build these beautiful companies that they can be really proud of. Now, you might be thinking, well, cosmetic regulations, it's not the sexiest side of having a business. And don't worry, I totally understand that. But the thing you need to understand is cosmetic regulations and complying with the cosmetic regulations does actually lead to more profitable businesses. So 
whilst marketing is seen as the sexy side of things, branding, all those fun things, compliance does actually play an important role in brands being successful. If you think about any of the top brands like L'Oreal, Maybelline, do you think they would get to where they are today if they weren't compliant? I don't think so. Like they spend thousands and thousands on making sure that they're compliant, having regulatory teams and everything like that. But I know that's not feasible for a lot of small brands, which is what I'm here for really to kind of plug that gap when it comes to your cosmetics regulations. Because when you are compliant, it means you can do things like approach retailers confidently, knowing that your brand is compliant. You're not going to worry about if you're more visible or if your brand is out there more, that you might get in trouble from the regulators. And you can go on social media and be confident with what you're saying to promote your brand that it's compliant. So you can kind of see how there is a link between being compliant and money. Apart from the obvious things like saving money on costly label reprints and fines if you aren't compliant. So that's a bit of background about me, my own journey, and also what I do now in terms of helping brands to start their businesses and get compliant. But let's have a chat now about what to expect from future episodes. So I've got some really great guests that I've lined up for season one, and I can't wait to share them with you over the coming weeks. I want it to be a place where you can have a listen to your fellow founders, industry experts, and really leave feeling educated and inspired to keep working on growing your own business. Next week, I have Beck from Botanicals by Lux. Beck is such an inspiring businesswoman, and I can't wait for you to hear the chat we're going to have. And then I've got Claire Wood, Money Mentor for episode three. So make sure you check those out. And I'm going to be sharing lots of skincare business and compliance tips along the way as well. Particularly when it comes to compliance, I know that sometimes this kind of thing is difficult to understand when you're reading. So I do have a lot of blogs on my website if you are a big reader, but if you prefer to understand things verbally then you'll find this podcast great to learn more about compliance because it's definitely an area that is not very well discussed on podcasts at the moment. One thing I do want to say as well, I do use the words skincare, uh, beauty, cosmetics interchangeably. When I'm referring to one of these things, I'm referring to all of them. So if I say skincare, I'm referring to all cosmetics. And the good news is that the regulations are the same generally for all types of cosmetics. They might just apply differently to some cosmetics compared to others, but Generally, all of the rules and regulations that apply are the same. So for your skincare, hair care, cosmetic sunscreens, nail products, tanning products, eyebrow henna, everything like that, they're all classified as cosmetics. All of the episodes as well will be around about half an hour. That's what I'm going to aim for. So I know that a lot of you are short on time, but some of you might be packing orders, you might be making products, and you're wanting something inspiring to listen to while you're doing that. So I'm going to keep the episodes around 30 minutes and that way you should be able to have enough time to squeeze it into your busy schedule. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you do have any questions that you'd like me to answer, please hit me up on Instagram at Skincare Business Foundations. I'd love to know if you've got any specific questions you want me to address in future episodes or questions that you'd like me to ask future guests or even if you've got any suggestions for future guests. I'm more than happy to take those on. And most importantly, don't forget to follow or subscribe depending on which platform you're on so that you can stay up to date when future episodes are released. If you'd love to learn more about what I do with Skincare Business Foundations and how I can help you as a cosmetic brand founder, see the links in the show notes and I would love to hear from you. So DM me, let me know what you thought of this episode. 
Thank you again for listening in and I will talk to you again soon. Bye for now.